0: Hello friends, welcome to Josiah Venture Stories. You will hear incredible stories of life change from the mission field and be inspired by the movement of God in Central and Eastern Europe. I'm your host, Gwen Gardner, and I am so excited to share today's conversation with you. Today on the show, I am interviewing my dear friend, Chris Liu. He is originally from the Diamond of the South, Arkansas, but has been living and serving in Lviv, Ukraine, for the past five years. He has served as an intern multiple times, has led teams of interns, and now serves as the summer camp's director for the team in Ukraine. He's also one of the most hilarious people and amazing storytellers that I know, so this episode is bound to be full of a lot of laughs. Chris, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, Gwen. Gwen, it's such an honor to be here.
0: What a joy it is. We've <laughs> We've we've dreamed about this, Chris. We've dreamed about being on a podcast together.
1: That's the truth. Like, I That's love to listen to podcasts. And I would say probably two or three years ago, I came to you and I said, Gwen, we got to do a podcast. And
0: That's right. I so want to be a part of it. Dreams are coming true. <sighs> dreams today. do come true. <laughs> Dreams do come true. That's so true. Okay, so Chris, tell tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. I, I already said you're from Arkansas, but, you know, mm. whatever you want to share. Who are you?
1: Yes, and I do appreciate you saying that Arkansas is the Diamond of the South.
0: Well, I, because, I learned that from you. So Well,
1: and Gwen, you are, let's be honest, you are an Arkansan
0: some say that as i was born in arkansas so yes <laughs> I was
1: born there. so you are kin you are
0: we are kin yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes okay so gwen where do you want me to start like day of my birth like which, sure. where's a good place to okay picture it little rock arkansas baptist hospital november 16th okay. 1984 there i come out <laughs> into the world there I am. Oh, yeah. So I am from Arkansas. I am I'm the son of a carpenter, the grandson wow. of, a, of a dairy farmer. So okay. um, n- neither of those things am I good at. Um, I have other skills God's given <laughs> good, me. Good,
0: good. You have other skills. You have other skills. <laughs> Not, Not good with cows. we working. <laughs> Do you like to eat dairy? Maybe that's... Oh, of you course. Gotta, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. There it,
1: you go. It's in my blood. Yeah. It's
0: in your
1: blood. Every day, gallon of milk. So (laughs) just in honor of grandpa. So yeah, I was born in Arkansas. And as a child, I loved 80s professional wrestling. Did you? Oh, like. Wow. Honestly. That's a fun fact. I wish like I knew as much about the Bible as I know about like 80s professional wrestling because i would be like super like christian if if i was See, able you to ha-
0: you might have 80s professional wrestling i have disney facts like that's Ooh. i think we might have all have that like oh I, if i knew this much about the bible than i do about okay. disney
1: <laughs> what's the only disney cartoon ever nominated for best picture at the oscars
0: oh was it up? <laughs> I don't know.
1: That's a good guess. That's a was good a guess.
0: Was it Pixar? Was it a
1: Pixar? It was not Pixar. Think earlier. No. Think golden age of Disney.
0: It was Cinderella. No. No. <laughs> what was it?
1: Beauty and the Beast.
0: Oh, a tale as old as time.
1: Oh, a song as old as rhyme.
0: I should have known. I should have known.
1: Yeah. Do you know any oh, pro okay. wrestling facts that you can ask no. me about?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know zero pro wrestling facts, so sorry.
1: Okay, so that was that. honestly much of my childhood uh, was great. Was that? But I uh, went on to university. I studied yes. art,
0: and
1: Ew. yeah, yeah, I studied. Where did
0: you go to school? Where did you study art?
1: I went to the University of Central Arkansas. Hello. Home of the home of the bears, so we have this unique distinction that uh, our football field is colored purple. So, oh, yeah,
0: that's fun. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and then I know you also had some further education.
1: I did. I went to Dallas Theological Seminary.
0: Oh, got my, Dallas.
1: Master's degree. Mm. Now, yeah, I went to DTS, and man, was able to learn from some very distinguished professors, and was very Lovely. thankful for my time there. That was yeah. that was a great education, uh, great experience in the Big D, and I do mean and Dallas. I do
0: mean Dallas. <laughs>
1: <Back>. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of references that I. I really hope people catch in this episode. I hope,
0: I hope they do. I hope they do. Um, so what are some of the things you like to do in your free time? Hobbies. Do you
1: mean, ah, hobbies.
0: Some hobbies. Okay.
1: All right. So hobbies. Does reading count as a hobby? I, th- yes. I think,
0: I think okay. so. I think, I think so.
1: Because I who like says to it, read. Who
0: says it's not? Who says reading is not a hobby? I don't know. <laughs>
1: I don't, I don't know. Because like when people ask me about my hobbies, I I don't have something like super like exciting. Like, oh, I, I'm a metal worker. I don't
0: know. Yeah. (laughs) I
1: I weave baskets.
0: Calligraphy. Um, Photography. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I dabble in photography, but I wouldn't classify it as a hobby per se.
0: So what are you reading right now?
1: I am reading what am I reading right now I am reading a series of books by P G Wodehouse about Jeeves the butler Jeeves are you familiar with Jeeves you're probably Jeeves, familiar I've- with Ask Jeeves
0: Yes I've heard from, of that
1: Uh-huh <laughs> Yes but but it's some British literature about oh. a but, a butler Jeeves and his um employer uh, Bur- uh Wooster so.
0: Oh. Funny stuff. I just know, I just know the butler um, Cadbury from r- the movie Richie Rich.
1: Did he make the eggs? You that?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> but his name oh. was Cadbury. And I always thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I like the way you say that. Cadbury. Cadbury.
0: Cadbury. Cadbury. You have to kind yeah. of just Cadbury. put it all together. Cadbury. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, okay, yeah. so reading. Reading.
1: Uh, I like to draw. So that's kind of my art background. So oh, and, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: traveling is traveling a hobby.
0: I think so, and it's possible.
1: <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> we need to be sensitive to our audience, probably.
0: See, I did a puzzle the other day that had a lot of different places in the world, and I was like, I felt like I was traveling.
1: <laughs> ah, Milan.
0: <laughs> you can like go to the online museums, you know and do mm-hmm. virtual tours of museums. And I'm like, okay, that sounds cool, but I'd much rather be there in yeah. person. It's okay.
1: pretty much the same thing.
0: It's the same. It's the same. Okay, so you, Chris, you have lived in Ukraine for about five years now. Crazy, crazy. How wow. did you first hear about Josiah Venture?
1: Josiah Venture. Where did I first hear about Josiah Venture? Well... It would have been from my local church back in the States, Fellowship Bible Church in Arkansas, Conway, Arkansas. Oh, my. And, mm-hmm. and my church back home would send summer teams to do camps in Czech Republic and Ukraine oh. uh, and have, have done so for many, many years. And so I guess it was... 11 years ago, there was an wow. opportunity for me to lead a team to Ukraine to do a camp. So, so that was
0: your first time to ever go to Ukraine.
1: First time to ever go to Ukraine. First time to leave the country.
0: Is <gasps> that your first time on an airplane?
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't my first time okay. <laughs> on an
0: airplane. <laughs> Sometimes I've met interns before where it's like, I, this is my first time on an airplane. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: Goodness gracious. Taking the deep dive. Uh, Yes. So yeah, interesting story here. So I was living with a friend of mine at the time, and he was leading this team. And a month before the trip, he had to back out as the team leader. And so he asked me to step in and lead the team. And at the time. I didn't have a passport. I'd never been out of the country. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so it was, I was thinking to myself, oh, am I the ideal person here for this uh, position? Why like,
0: did you think of me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but honestly, I, I prayed about it and I, you know, I, I believe the Lord told me, hey, just step out on faith and see what I can do. And so I said, okay, well, I'll apply for a passport and uh, then I'll send out support letters to try and raise funds so I can go on the trip. In a
0: month? In a month. Like you had a month. Yeah.
1: Uh Yeah. Plenty of time. And if that, you know, if those things come through, I'll go. And what do you know? They did. And so I went to Ukraine. So that was my first, first time overseas.
0: What did you think wild. about that? Like landing in Ukraine, first time in a foreign country. <gasps> what was that like for you?
1: It was uh it was interesting because it took us about three days to get from Little Rock, Arkansas to Lviv, Ukraine. Which was three days. Three days. It's it's a wild story. Um the my friend who was the original team leader. He booked our flights to be to land in Warsaw, Poland, which is very far away from Lviv, Ukraine. Yeah. And so we were told our team, okay, you have to get from Warsaw, Poland to Lviv, Ukraine. None of us on the team had ever been out of the country. Oh my so gosh. It was like amazing race. All right, here's your challenge. Ready to get go. from one place to the other. And so I'll tell you, for three days and very little sleep, Like we eventually made our way to uh, Ukraine. And I can tell you about my first impression of Ukraine, like the first night that we got there, because we got in late. So it was about like 11 o'clock. And keep yeah. in mind, not a lot of sleep and right, right. traveling across time zones. So my, my brain's not all there. No, jet lag. Jet lag. Lack of sleep. Exactly. Thank you for clarifying that for the listeners. (laughs) Yes. And so we check into our hotel and retire for the evening. And I eventually am able to get to sleep. And a few hours later, I wake up and I'm hearing explosions. (gasps) And I'm like, what is going on in our hotel? It's in, it's in city center. Like, yeah. And I'm like, uh, one after the other, there's just, yeah. I'm like, Oh my goodness gracious. And so Where I look, I? I know I look out the, the hotel window and I just see these like just bright flashes and, and the explosions. And my mind is like, what is happening right now. And as I'm thinking, I I came to the conclusion, oh my goodness, Ukraine has been invaded. Like
0: <laughs> That's your first thought. Yeah, <laughs> That's my first thought in my jet lag mind was,
1: oh my goodness gracious, here we are, like invasion. The invasion is I'm happening. In the, I'm in the middle of it. And so I look out the window and I just see people like walking calmly down the street. I'm like, well, I guess if there was an invasion, like they would probably be running.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And taking cover. And so I, I just, I guess I decided, okay, it's not an invasion. So I'll just go back to sleep. And the next day I talked to one of the Josiah Venture missionaries uh, there in Ukraine at the time, and I told her what happened. And she said, oh, yeah, like uh, every Friday they they celebrate people's birthdays with fireworks. So
0: (laughs) So it's like a birthday celebration. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like we do cake, you know, and candles over here. They do fireworks in Ukraine. Every Friday? Come on. Does that still happen?
0: Has that happened every Friday that you have lived in Ukraine?
1: Uh actually no. I wish, because I love fireworks, but I know they're pretty great. Yeah. So
0: Wow, that, that's apparently that's crazy. That,
1: yeah, that was a tradition back in the day.
0: That's what made you <laughs> want to move to Ukraine for all the that, fireworks.
1: <laughs> we could say that was the spark, yes. Indeed.
0: The literal yeah. the literal spark. And you, so you led that team, first time leading that team, and then mm-hmm. did you lead the team again? Did, I did. You came back?
1: Yeah. So I, I had a wonderful experience my first trip to Ukraine. And it, I mean, it was the first time for me to interact with, uh, you know, believers from a different culture. And yeah. I, I, it was just completely new to me. And I loved it. Like it was incredible mm-hmm. because even though we didn't share like the same language and culture, like we were part of the body of Christ. We were brothers and sisters in Christ. And that mm-hmm. was that had a significant impact on me. And and I just loved, you know, doing the the camp. Like I think in JD, camps, we yes. we do some pretty good camps.
0: Camps are the highlight of the year. They're pretty great. They're pretty
1: awesome. And young people love camps. So it's a great ministry tool. So I love camps. Young people love camps. And so after that trip, I came back to Arkansas and I told myself, oh, I'm going back 100%. You are
0: ruined for normal life.
1: I said, I I got a taste of it and it just was... I got It was to good. Get, get, it was so good. Got to get back little, to Ukraine. Little, yes. I
0: got to go back. Wow. <laughs> Take me back. Take me back. We have to go back. <laughs> and, <laughs> we got to go back. And,
1: the, and there's listeners now. They're just thinking, okay, what was what's going what's on in this happening? podcast here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Sorry.
1: Sorry, people. Sorry. This is Gwen and Chris. That's
0: right. Um, are there uh, are there a lot of believers in Ukraine?
1: Well, that's a great question because Ukraine. I mean, they have. I would say th- there's a strong Orthodox tradition here, mm-hmm. and so you have. I think the majority of Ukrainians probably. S- around 75% would identify with some Orthodox faith. Mm -hmm. And um, so there are definitely people who claim faith, but in terms of those that have a saving relationship with Christ or a personal relationship with Jesus and follow him daily, uh, very few, I would say. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So that was probably a big draw to go back is Yeah, to tell more people about Jesus.
1: Yeah. And yeah. that was what was, I think, so significant for me was being a part of God's movement at that camp and mm-hmm. to interact with these young people and have the opportunity not just to build relationships with them, but to point them to Jesus. And that, I mean, after that, I was sunk. I was just like, all right, like- you got me. So you got
0: me. Are you still mm-hmm. in contact at all with any students from that first camp?
1: I actually am.
0: You are. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. So al- about 11 years strong, like I still have connections with <sighs> the uh, people from that camp.
0: So then you knew. You knew you wanted to like move back to Ukraine. Did you you did an internship, right? You did a few internships.
1: (laughs) I did actually. There was about a three year (laughs) period where Ah. (laughs) I was I was leading intern teams in the summer. So after my second trip to Ukraine, I moved to Dallas to start seminary. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, like those trips to Ukraine, that was wonderful. That was really like i think influential for me but this is a new chapter in my life i'm going to seminary so i have to you know focus my attention there and when i got to dallas and i started the semester i could not get ukraine off the brain i just yeah. kept thinking about it and i remember talking to a professor on campus about that and he was asking me some questions about my time in Ukraine, and I was telling him about it and what my experience was and, you know, how special it was to me. And he stopped me and he said, hey, Chris, like, I just see the way that you light up when you start talking Mm -hmm. about Ukraine. That's, that's something that you need to, you need to pursue that.
0: Yeah, pay attention to that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I remember right after that meeting with that professor, I went and I called, uh, ben Williams, who was and is a missionary in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, Ben, I would love to come back to Ukraine for longer than just a, a short term trip. So he invited me to lead their intern team during the summer that year. Uh-huh.
0: Wow. So, yeah. That's so, that's so good when there are people in your life that like, that call that out in you and they see you talk about something and you light up instead of being like, oh, that's cool that you like Ukraine. But really to say, whoa, you like mm-hmm. changed when you start talking about that. I think more people need to do that with people. Like if you see something, like call out that like vision in their life and say, hey, you shouldn't ignore this. So,
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think that we need to be people who give encouragement like that. And when we see something, acknowledge it and, mm-hmm. and celebrate it. And just tell people, man, I see this in you. Let's go out and start yeah. a podcast like Gwen. I
0: know. <laughs> oh, man. It's a crazy journey. It's a crazy life. Um, but I'm so glad, Chris, that you walked in that obedience because I think sometimes, too, we can be like, oh, yeah, I had a great summer in Ukraine and had this great experience but then, you know, you were in seminary. You could have definitely like gone a different way in your life. But I think that's so cool that you really listened to not only the voice of God, but the voice of others in your life. And you like, okay, we're going to walk, walk this path. And now you've mm-hmm. lived there five years. That's I know. Crazy.
1: It's I love it. It's great. Like it's it's really fun to look back and just see the series of like circumstances and decisions and just the path that God led me on mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. growing up I didn't think oh one day I'll probably be a missionary in Ukraine you know it,
0: <laughs> you were going to be a dairy farmer
1: or a professional wrestler
0: or oh, yeah or a professional wrestler <laughs> I was going to be a disney princess so <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so It's great. I I, I really do believe God is a great storyteller. And it's for me, when I look back on just my journey, I just see him leading me to Ukraine and to my present where I'm at right now. And it's so cool. It just makes you thankful. Like, wow. Like he's because he's so good.
0: Yes, he is. (sighs) Indeed. Um so, five years in Ukraine, what are some things that people don't know about Ukraine? Or that you love about Ukraine?
1: Well, first, uh I have to I have to clear something up because often people will re- people will refer to it as the Ukraine.
0: Oh, right.
1: It's just it's just Ukraine. Yeah, just Ukraine. Okay. See,
0: it's the Czech Republic. (laughs) Exactly. Which is also crazy. I live in the Czech Republic, and you live in Ukraine. I got it. I got it. You got got it. it.
1: Good job. Got it. Good job. Gold star. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, and so because I had never been out of the country, had not did not have any experience abroad before my first trip. I was like, okay, Ukraine, like that was part of the Soviet Union. So what, what are Ukrainians like? And I just had, you know, some stereotypes or caricatures in my head of, yeah. like, you know, cold and like kind of emotionless people. But actually Ukrainians are pretty outgoing, gregarious, passionate, yeah. passionate and fun loving. I mean, one of the things that I really enjoy about living and serving here in Ukraine is the fact that, like my teammates and the Ukrainians that I interact with, like we love to laugh. Oh, uh, I love it! You know, you know, for Josiah Venture, we have our our fall conference where leaders from all of the JV countries come and you can always hear the ukraine team before you see them cuz there's yes
0: i can testify loud. to that you know we know exactly where the ukrainians are and i love at our conferences where it's like okay where's albania where you know people <laughs> like the whole ukraine team i don't know if mm-hmm. you guys like coordinate this beforehand but like you all like stand up and like you're the you're loud and like i love it <laughs> it's, yeah it's like oh there they are in case mm-hmm. you were, were wondering there's the Ukrainians. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 So that's, I mean, that's great because I feel like I, I have some kindred spirits here in, in Ukraine. You can
0: be a little loud too. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, you know. I, I often talk loud and then I have a very loud laugh. Like if you make yes. me laugh really hard during this, this interview, Oh, we'll see like,
0: if I can, it can like happen. people
1: will rip their headphones out because it's just it's so loud <laughs> ah! and shrill. Too loud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what What are some funny like culture moments that you've had in Ukraine?
1: Mm, funny culture moments. Let me think.
0: Or like culture shock moments where something happened and you were like, whoa. Did it without well, expecting that. that.
1: That first night in Ukraine, that was a pretty big yeah, culture yeah, shock the, moment. Yes. With, the, with explosions, the explosions. Um. Oh, this it. Okay. Once I got past the fireworks in that episode. Oh like, yeah. Uh huh. I I was okay. Like there wasn't too much culture shock, but yeah, there were some smaller things that did shock me. Okay. And one was at at the time, back in 2010, they didn't have peanut butter.
0: <gasps> no peanut butter.
1: No peanut a lot, butter.
0: Yeah, a lot of European countries don't have peanut butter. Maybe they do now.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's peanut butter available now in Ukraine, just for all of you out there that are concerned about that. It's, not, it's, about not, that.
0: it's Ain't not GIF. GIF. It's it's not, it's not is it Pan. Jif or
1: or is it Jiff or Jiffy? Jiffy, Jif. Jiff, Jiff, Jif. Is
0: it Jiff, Jif. Jeff It's Jeff. Mm. I Jif.
1: don't know. We'll have to get research on that one. But yeah, no peanut butter. So I was just like, "What is going on here?"
0: Look. Okay,
1: and and I know because I'm gonna admit my ignorance. Like, do it. Just say it. All right. This is this is a circle of honesty here. I can That's
0: right, circle of honesty. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. So I'm guessing I know this is the case in Ukraine and perhaps the case in other countries in Europe, but when you enter a home, you're supposed to take off your shoes.
0: Yes, you are. Okay. You don't want to track dirt in.
1: You don't want to track dirt in. But in America, yeah. we don't really do that.
0: No, that would be weird.
1: <laughs> would be, we don't say weird. We say it's just different. Sorry. When, yes, it's
0: it's not weird. It's different. Yes, that's <laughs> exactly. like living in another country 101, everyone. It's not weird. Oh, it's different.
1: Exactly. And so I remember, I think it was, it had to have been the first trip to Ukraine of just walking into an apartment and just not knowing this. You know, cultural norm, yeah. and just being like, and just, and I think the host just didn't have the heart to tell me. And then eventually, I think one of the missionaries was like, "What are you doing? Take Why off your, you shoes. your shoes." Then you
0: Goodness. had to put slippers on. Exactly. Yes, that's one of the funniest, <laughs> the funniest things. It's not yeah, different, sorry, different things. Um, <laughs> like when we would go and promote camps and schools, Mm -hmm. you know, going to schools. And growing up in America, uh, you don't wear slippers to school. Mm -hmm. But in Slovenia, and Czech, like you have your your shoes on and you get to school and you take your shoes off and you put your slippers on. And then you're wearing slippers all day in school. And I just remember seeing like kids walking around the halls with their slippers on. And I was like, What is happening? This is so weird. Sorry, different. Oh my gosh.
1: Come on, Gwen.
0: Different. (laughs) Different. (laughs) I was also shocked at the amount of tea that students would drink. Fruit tea. Is fruit tea a huge thing in Ukraine? Do people drink a lot of tea?
1: They do drink quite a bit of tea. uh, And as a... You know, red-blooded American. I am a big fan of coffee.
0: Right. Yes. And so
1: coffee's great. Love coffee. Um, But I really lucked out because I live in Lviv, Ukraine, which is in western Ukraine. And it is considered kind of the cultural capital of, of Ukraine. So oh, yeah. A lot of Local culture capital. here, a lot of museums, a lot of art, coffee. and a lot of restaurants, cafes, and coffee. Yes. So I
0: I have heard except I've never been to Lviv. I would love to go one day. But I've heard stories of a cafe in Lviv that like sets the coffee on fire
1: mm. or something.
0: That's true. Yes. Right? yes. That's true. I yeah. want to go there. Well, come on, Gwen. Come on. Chris, what has the language learning process been like for you?
1: Ooh, another great question. Honestly, for me, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Wow. <laughs> okay, it tell is. me
0: more. Tell me more. Okay,
1: I will. I will. It. It really is – it is a – it is like a marathon. It is not a sprint. No. And it's something that you can't wing it. Like, it just requires discipline and Mm -hmm. just putting in the time, putting in the effort, and braving up the courage to practice and risk humiliation or embarrassment. And so – yeah. But, you know, the great thing about that is it's quite humbling. You know, Yeah, you just, that's true. it kind of gives you per, some perspective. And it so does.
0: it really does.
1: I mean, w- would, would you relate, Gwen?
0: I can, I can totally relate. Language learning has been extremely difficult. You know, lived in Slovenia for eight years, tried to learn Slovene. And um, now I live in the Czech Republic, which is a whole other language. So hey,
1: back to the drawing board.
0: <laughs> back to the drawing board. <laughs> what are like, okay, so you say like humble yourself and uh-huh. you never know what's gonna happen. Do you have any funny language fail stories?
1: Uh yeah. I do. So I remember it was my first year in Ukraine and mm-hmm uh like for our uh Sunday service there was some updates about what's going on in different ministries and so there was a time for me and the rest of our youth leaders to give an update about mm-hmm. uh you know what's happening in youth ministry what are we doing how can you pray for us and so we went up on stage and we're talking to the you know all the other people that are there and you know, I knew this was coming, so I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna practice." Like, I just it's my I I've been studying the language for just a few months, so I didn't have much to yeah, work okay. with. But I was like, "Okay, if I can get just a sentence or two out there, I'm good." And what I wanted to say in Ukrainian was, "I'm so excited for our youth ministry, and I see a lot of fruit in the youth ministry," and. Uh-huh. In Ukrainian, there's two words for fruit, like literal fruit, like banana, mm-hmm. orange, apple, oh, and yes. then like the figurative, like fruitfulness of you know the ministry kind of thing.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh.
1: And so I said the the literal word, and when I said that, and I said it with passion, of course, you know yeah, me, Gwen. Of course, like, of
0: course, of course. And You're a passionate like Ukrainians are passionate
1: exactly I'm trying to acclimate myself here and I just remember after I said that just hearing like snickering like in the like in the audience in the crowd and like yeah and I was like okay don't think I said something right there and so later they explained and I learned the difference between those two words so
0: oh my gosh it's I it's, think, it's, I think- Oh go ahead. It, it,
1: I was just going to say it's fun when it's like on stage in front of everybody. That's the best, you know. Yes, best time to have a language me, fail.
0: It reminds me when we took uh the Fusion Choir from Slovenia, so pop rock music group from Slovenia mm-hmm. to the Czech Republic where I now live, but there are a lot of similarities between Slovene and Czech. Um, but a lot of differences. And so we were singing the song, uh, nash bog, which means our God. Yeah. And in the phrase or in the song, it says like, our God is greater. Our God is stronger. And the word for like strength in, uh, Slovene is mm-hmm. Like And then, but like, as we were singing the chorus of the song, Like, like you said, like all the little snickering, snickering, we're like, you know, shifting in the audience of something. (laughs) Like, what did we just say? And apparently that word is, is like a slang word to urinate.
1: Oh, my. So
0: (laughs) we were like, we shouldn't say that word. (laughs)
1: Let's try that again.
0: (laughs) Let's try that again. And there's also also that song of like, I am a child of God. Mm. And the word for child in Slovene is otrok. But that same word in Czech means slave. So.
1: (laughs) Oh, my.
0: Oh so I'm like if I say 'cause I know s- Slovene, I have Slovene words in my head, and now I live in the Czech Republic and I'm like, I'm trying to like think of a word to say, and I'm like, I don't want it to like be something totally different than what I think it is. <laughs> oh, oh.
1: You gotta you gotta oh. be careful out there. I mean You do,
0: you do, you do. Goodness. Oh man, but I'm sure you've had you've had lots of experience as well, like teaching English in different classes. In Ukraine,
1: well, um, for our youth ministry in my local church, uh, at the beginning of the year, I started an online speaking club.
0: Oh, okay. And so
1: it's called Level Up. You know, level we're trying up. to level, level up. up the language for for young people here. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing that. I really have enjoyed doing this speaking club. And it's so cool because I get the opportunity to interact with these young people mm-hmm. and they surprise me on a weekly basis.
0: That's like, so I, fun.
1: It's great. And what I did is I, I basically asked them, Hey, like, what would you like to talk about? You know, cause I've taught English mm-hmm. in the past, you know, have some lessons that I could do with them but it's a conversation club. So I'm like, well, what What do you want to talk about? Yeah. And so they were like, okay, what about mental wellness? What about uh how to make and keep friends? What about how to have healthy relationships with your parents? And I'm just like, what? Like,
0: wow. you guys,
1: y'all are something else. Because I was not thinking about this stuff when I was your age. But they no. are a bright group and... Right now we're doing a series called Habitudes. Okay. Oh,
0: habitudes. Tell me me about that. Yeah, that's from
1: Tim Elmore from Growing Leaders. And it's a series of lessons on leadership and how to develop leadership habits and attitudes. Habitudes.
0: I see what is
1: happening. Uh uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: So habits and attitudes. Yeah,
1: I have been leading those conversations with them, and they are eating it up. They love it.
0: Oh, that's so good. That's one and, thing I love about youth ministry and just working with young people in general is that they're so curious. They want to know things. And sometimes they don't talk about a lot of these things with their parents, which is sad. Um, but like to have someone else in their life who is older, as a, like a mentor, can say, hey, here's some of my life lessons. Like I've had some parents come to me and say I've been trying to talk about this thing with my daughter, but I think you should talk to her about it because she might listen mm-hmm. to you <laughs> more, you know. Yeah.
1: It's it's really remarkable the platform that you're given sometimes with these young people and mm-hmm. it's it's an honor. Like I I try not to take it for granted. You know, and mm-hmm. not just think of it as oh, it's like this English lesson. They'll you know learn some new words and learn a new leadership right. lesson. But it's really a a great way to engage them and to, I mean, honestly, to encourage them because they're the next generation of leaders. And that's right. And and Josiah Venture, like that's that's our target target audience. You know, that's right. So.
0: Oh, that's awesome! And so you get to work with youth in this kind of way every week, but then also one of your main roles in Ukraine is to serve on the summer camps team, correct? Oh, yeah. As the director of summer yeah. camps. Uh, <laughs> that's right. What are what are you what do you love most about um, the summer camps?
1: What I love most is just to be able to see the many ways that God uses camps to reach young people. Mm -hmm. And because, like, for example, this summer in Ukraine, we're hoping to do 13 camps in -hmm. partnership with local churches. And so I just, when I think about that and I think about the summer and How many young people come to these camps? How many of these young people uh, are able to uh, connect with leaders from these local churches and other teenagers and, you know, build those relationships, but then also hear the gospel Mm -hmm. and then have the opportunity in, in discussion groups or in conversations during camp to talk about Um what it means to have a relationship with God, like, who is Jesus? What, like, what did he do for me? Like, that is so, like, I never get tired of hearing stories about that mm-hmm. and about the ways that God has used camp to to reach young people and to change their lives for eternity. Like, that's, to me, it's, like, so cool. It's, like, one week at camp, like, has an impact for all eternity. Yes,
0: yes. And that's been the story for a lot of young people. Um, like they go to a camp and then their whole life changes. Like That's That's, it. that's incredible. Do you mm-hmm. have any stories that you would like to share like, about any of those people that you've seen life change happen?
1: Yeah. Uh, there's one guy named Alex, and he came to a camp, it was three years ago, and I was at this camp, and I was teaching English at the camp. And Mm -hmm. I was teaching the advanced class Mm -hmm. and for our camps, the campers do an English test to see like what their level is.
0: At the beginning of camp. Yeah,
1: exactly. So they just Mm -hmm. get placed into the beginner, intermediate and advanced classes. And somehow Alex made it into the advanced class and the first day, you know, of, of English class at camp. You know, I'm talking with you know the students there and you know gets to Alex and I just see like he's he's struggling and I'm like gosh, I is this he yeah. tested it <laughs> advanced? Like, what? are we sure? And, but but Gwen, this guy is just trying his hardest, giving you know his best effort and after that uh, first day, I came up to him just one on one, and I was like, "Hey, Alex, like, are you sure you want to be in this class? I mean, if mm-hmm. you want to move, that's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that." And he's like, "No, mm, no, I want to, I want to be here. Want to be here." And from that point, like, he just every day he is just trying his hardest, and just every word is like difficult for oh, him but he just yeah. keeps going and it's awesome. I love it and so after oh. that camp we stayed in touch and mm-hmm. then when the pandemic hit, like I saw it as an opportunity to try and connect with young people online. so mm-hmm. I reached out to teenagers from that class. I was like, hey, would y'all like to you know get together yeah, you know and 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 chat. And so Alex was like, yeah, I would love to be a part of those conversations. And so that just gave us the opportunity to just go deep and talk about we call like I called our conversation uh hot potato questions. Hot
0: so potato, yeah.
1: I said, okay, whatever you want to talk about, oh, we'll we'll talk about. So, just free reign. And so yeah, that that just carried on for a few months and now alex is a part of our local church and wow. he's getting he's getting ready to be baptized <gasps> and he's even participating in uh some leadership responsibilities on our team and so i've just been like really blown away by how like god is using him and this this guy has some leadership potential i'm really excited to see what God that's will do cool. with Alex and, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: here in the future.
0: Oh, I love that. That's so encouraging to hear that. That's great. So one of the questions that we ask all of our, our guests on the show is what advice would you give to young people today?
1: Mm. Never underestimate the influence that you can have as a young leader.
0: Oh, yeah, that's good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I believe that, that young people have great potential to have uh, incredible impact, like in mm-hmm. their social circles and their communities. And if you're following Jesus, like just know that God, He can use anyone. And like, He, I think He especially loves to, to use young people. And there's something about young people and the passion that they have that just is special. And it is powerful. So, And
0: they have great influence. Yeah. And oh, in they're yes. with their friend group and their schools. just, That's great. That's great advice. Indeed. Love it. Yes. Indeed. Yes. Oh, Chris. <laughs> Chris, is there anything else that you would like to share or talk about that we haven't covered that you would like for our listeners to know about you or your life in Ukraine? Or anything that you're a part of that you've experienced over there?
1: Gosh, I feel like we've covered quite a bit today.
0: <laughs> we have. I know.
1: Do you, I mean, we can talk about musicals or something, or maybe that we can do that <laughs> offline. I don't know.
0: Musicals.
1: Um, yes.
0: Well, Thank you, Chris. I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast and to share about some of your life experiences in Ukraine. And thank you for the work that you're doing with young people. It's, it's great. I love it.
1: Oh, it was my pleasure.
0: My pleasure.
1: My pleasure. Well, thank
0: you. And I think that's all. Awesome. Great. Okay. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Josiah Venture stories. For more information about Josiah Venture, visit us at josiahventure.com and follow at Josiah Venture on social media. If you have any questions about this episode or would like to get in touch with our guest, please email social at josiahventure.com. And to help more people hear Josiah Venture stories, leave a comment and give us a five-star review or share this episode on your social media. Thank you, friends, and have a blessed day.